So why is heart disease still the number one killer? Seems like every day on social media, somebody asks, well, if you guys are doing your job and cardiologists and doctors are so smart and you guys are so good at prevention, why is heart disease still the number one killer? So it's a very good question, actually. It's brilliant. But unfortunately, it's not that accurate. They're assuming that doctors don't know what they're doing or maybe they're presuming that we're doing a bad job. So here's the truth. If you look at the data, and I've posted these sources and studies, um, if you type in PMC 7098848 into Google, the articles should pull up. But if you look at the 1950s and you look at the death rate from heart disease per 100,000 population from 1950 till now, the rate was almost like 90%. Like 90% of people died of heart disease. Uh, you know, it's incredibly high, maybe even more than that. As time goes on, and, and we can count cardiovascular mortality, um, cardiovascular event rates, heart attacks, strokes, males, females, you know, you can compare it any way you want. But since the 1950s until now, if you read that study, and I'll, again, you can search for it, PMC 7098848. Um, but if you look at the overall data, we're actually doing a fantastic job. We've had a 70% reduction in mortality since the 1960s and a 22% reduction in death rates from cardiovascular disease from 1990 to 2013. That's just a, I don't know, 10 year, 13 year span and an additional 10% decrease in the last 10 years. So from 2013 to 2023. Now, this is obviously tremendous. Um, what are what does it look like for cancer, for example, and some of these other things? Cancer is about the same. It stayed steady. There has been recently newer developments, and it is starting to dip a little. And stroke is also starting to go down. It started out um, kind of steady for a long time, but since the improvements in cardiovascular disease in the 1970s and you know late 60s, it also has started to come down. So it tracks with cardiovascular disease because atherosclerosis is very, very similar. And, you know, that's kind of uh, how those two track together. So the question is why? So there's a lot of reasons why. Well, number one, we discovered that the cause of atherosclerosis, or at least what they thought was at the time, was high cholesterol. And they were trying to find ways and diets and things that would help. Back in the old days, if you talk to some of the older cardiologists and physicians that dealt with heart disease, internists, lipidologists, what have you. You know, in the 1950s and 60s, somebody has a heart attack, goes into the hospital, you put them on oxygen and morphine and hope they're not dead by the morning. There's like 80% death rates if you talk to them and look up the data. Uh, kind of like I'll explain now, it's about an 80 to 90% death rate from cardiovascular disease, especially if you had an acute MI, a myocardial infarction, which is a heart attack. So those are very, very high numbers. Now, in the 1980s, especially 1987, the first statin came out, Mevacor or uh, Lovastatin. That made a huge difference, obviously, but the numbers have been going down even a little bit before then. And it, and it turns out in 1979, at least, we started doing cardiac catheterizations with balloon plasties, you know, where we could go into your arteries, blow up, the, blow up a balloon inside the artery that's uh, plugged up later. I don't know the exact date, 1997 maybe, 1998, they started doing stents, drug eluding, bare metal stents, what have you. The technology for saving people from heart attacks has improved significantly. So that is actually huge. 
that is one big thing that we need to account for. So not only therapeutics, um, but if you count in therapeutics, not just medications, I should say, but also interventions like stents, pacemakers, defibrillators, better medications, better clot busters, better blood thinners. Somebody comes in having a heart attack today. It's not that often that they go home dead. I mean, it's it's quite rare. Heart disease, absolutely still the number one killer, but it's not generally an acute MI. It's not like you're having a massive heart attack, go to the hospital, never come out. A lot of times it's these chronic illnesses now. It's like the heart failures that never get better. It's the you know, micro, you know, micro and macrovascular angina over time, you know, peripheral artery disease. There's so many things now, valve disease, you know, within cardiology that are um, more of the killers now, but we've been able to reduce ischemic heart disease as the killer. Ischemic just means like not getting enough blood flow to your heart muscles or your brain or what have you. So that is very important to note that because of therapeutics, including stents, balloons, defibrillators, impella devices, left ventricular assist devices, balloon pumps. And anybody who's worked in a cardiac ICU probably knows what some of these things are. But these are all things we use to keep people alive. We even have something called ECMO now, which is like we circulate your blood outside of your body and oxygenate it and clean it out outside of your body and put it back in. Sort of like sort of like how dialysis works for your kidneys, but this works for your lungs and heart. Well, sort of like for your lungs. We not only do like dialysis, but we can also oxygenate your blood as well. All of those things are significant improvements. But in 1987, everything changed. Once once Lomevacor, Lovastatin came out, uh, as well as some of these other statins over time, uh, we knew the results. We had significant reductions in mortality and events. And the data is still coming out. You know, statins are quite new. People are like, well, you know, how come, you know, statins have been around since 1987? Well, first of all, the first few statins that came out were not that potent. And we were still a little bit worried about using the highest doses, combining it with other medications, interfering with other stuff. You know, it wasn't like everybody got put on a statin. It wasn't until the 4S trial, the Simvastatin Scandinavian trial that came out that we had like absolute proof. I think that was like 1994, maybe something like that. We finally had data that showed absolutely Stands and it was simvastatin. It was a little more potent than the pravastatin and lovastatin, but it was a simvastatin, which is more potent than those two. But it showed really good outcomes. Later, we'd have a torvastatin, which you could call synthetic or semi-synthetic, and then eventually a torvastatin, uh, which is Crestor, which is also semi-synthetic, and then eventually pitavastatin, which is levalo, milligram for milligram. That's the most potent. But the one that lowers your cholesterol the most at approved doses that we currently have is probably rosuvastatin or Crestor. And the newer ones, the semi-synthetic ones, have less side effects. Like simvastatin interferes with Coumadin and amiodarone and a lot of things. However, um, atorvastatin and rosuvastatin, they're more potent, but they generally don't interfere or affect a lot of things. So I hope this kind of information helps. They are super safe, super effective. Yes, they do have side effects. You know, almost everything does. But people complain about statin side effects as if they're like overwhelming side effects or they're, you know, crazy amounts of side effects. And it's not just not true. They they do have side effects, but it's not any different than taking like Tylenol or your, you know, nerve pain medications like gabapentin or, you know, other blood pressure meds like metoprolol and hydrochlorothiazide people take without question. Those are more diabetogenic uh, and have more side effects than actual statins, but people readily take them without question. So. Hope that helps. 
trying to get real cardiovascular, real health medical advice out there. If you guys could please share this with your friends and uh, try to help me get the word out there, I would truly appreciate it. And that's all I got for you. I will see you in the next episode. Peace.